thank him for changing you. Amen. Amen. Tonight's going to be a little different. You know, we had planned. We have a group that's going to come, and they're going to, uh, well, it's part of the group. They're going to be with us in the morning. It's called, um, uh, thank you, about the author. They're going, to, they're going to sing, and they're going to lead us in worship. They're planned to be here tonight, but because of weather, they didn't make it. So I guess you're just going to have to come back in the morning. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but uh, I, so I, I have this message prepared, and, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad they didn't show up tonight, because now I get to elaborate and take my time. Because, you know, I had this, I had this whole thing. I, I actually went through it and, and timed myself and, and got it down, got it right down to that 20-minute mark. And now I don't even have to worry about it because <laughs> it's good. It is good. Because what, what I want to talk about tonight is are you in a rut or in revival? Rut or revival? Rut or revival? You, you know, as we, here we are right at the beginning of a brand new year, and we're believing God for some amazing things. But you, you, you can't allow yourself to live in the rut. Man, I'm telling you that life is available. Life is everywhere. God is on the move. I don't know if you were here last weekend, but on the healed weekend, you know, and, 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 the, and the little gal that had the crutches, and, you know, she came in on crutches, and she went out with, without them. And God's, God's doing stuff all over the place. And a lot of times, you know, God can really be moving, and, and you're, you, but you can still be seated right next, to, right next to a burning, flaming fire of revival. And, but you've, you've got something going on on the inside of you that just quenches everything. Well, what is that? A lot of times, it's just, it's just the rut of life. You, you know, it's just the routine. It's just, it's just, you know, it's gotten dull and it's gotten boring. And here's the deal. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 1, look at this, verse 6 and 7, uh, reading from the NIV. He said, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Look at the next one. Break camp in advance. Break camp in advance. That's really the, if you don't get a whole lot tonight, get this. It's time to break camp in advance. Okay? You've been where you're at long enough. It's time to get moving. Amen? Look at somebody and tell them it's time to start moving. Don't settle in where you're at. You know, a rut, by definition, is a habitual, usually dull way of life. A habitual, usually dull way way of life. And you've got great friends that love to lie to you. You know, they love you and they don't want to hurt your feelings. So you say, well, how's my attitude? And they say, it's cool. How, how's, how do you, what do you think my relationship with God? It's cool. How's my relationship with my spouse? It's cool. How am I doing financially? It's cool. How am I doing with my attitude? It's cool. They just, you know, and they're, they're, in a way they're not lying. Have, have you looked, Craig, at the definition of the word cool? It means not so hot. So, so your relationships aren't so hot. Your, you know, your finances aren't so hot. Nothing's too hot in your life. But you, why? Because you're in a rut. A.W. Tozer wrote this. And he wrote about the dictatorship of routine. Routine becomes Lord in the life of the church. And he says that, that eventually what has been takes authority to tell us what is. And what is becomes the ruler to tell us what will be. And, and we just get settled in, and we get used to things the way they are. But see, the problem is, is that as a child of God, you're supposed to grow. You're supposed to experience change. And as long as there is growth, unpredictability can sprout up, and it can sprout up anywhere. Growth stops when we get this attitude that accepts things just the way they are. 
Man, you just begin to settle in and say, you know what? What was actually determines what is and what will be. And as a result, we end up living a life without expectation. You know, you, some of us, uh, and, and, you know, just keep looking forward. Don't, don't look at your neighbor tonight. But some of us come to church, and you're not expecting anything. It's just the routine that you've got. And, and it's, it's the ritual that you go through. But our life should be filled with expectation. Hello, somebody. Here's the deal is that what's brought you to where you are in life is not enough to take you to where God wants you. What has us, what's brought us here as a church won't carry us to where we're going. We have to be believing for more, expecting for more. We have to be equipped and prepared for more. And every new level of life comes with a new price. You, you know, the reality is, is that a great life and a life, a God life, you don't pick that up at a blue light special somewhere. You know, there's a price to be paid. There's a price that, that's required because God life, a great life, it's the result of hard choices. The other side of hard choices is great rewards, right? A great future is on the other side of hard choices. But you have to be willing to make some hard choices. If you make hard choices in your relationships, your relationships get better. If you make hard choices with your finances, you live rich. If you make hard choices with your diet, you get skinny. If you make hard choices at the gym, you get fit. But you don't get those things without making the hard choices that are in front of them. And a lot of us are believing God for great breakthrough, but we don't want to make any hard choices. We want to just, well, let's just trust God more. Well, the problem with that is, is that you don't have a problem where you're at trusting him. See, trusting him more isn't going to produce more. Well, I know I just rattled somebody's world. Because, you know, we've been telling everybody that we can meet. Well, just trust God. No, just do something different. Just, just, just give bigger. Just live bigger. Just embrace bigger. Get outside this rut and outside this routine. Amen? And so tonight, I want to tell you some things, some of the things that cause ruts in life, okay? Some of the things that can cause a rut in life. I hope you're taking notes. If you're not, we're selling CDs. They are $195 a piece. Okay, okay number one, when you lose the spirit of adventure. If you lose the spirit of adventure, you're going to find yourself in a rut. Helen Keller, born deaf and blind, uh, it said she wrote this, life is a daring adventure or nothing at all. You can't lose the spirit of adventure. Shelby and I, you know, trying to keep the adventure thing going on in our life. We jumped on the Harley last year and headed for Canada. Well, what are the roads like? I haven't a clue. I'll tell you when I get back. Why? Because we want to have some adventure in our life. You know, adventure is a good thing. Look at somebody and say, you could use some adventure. You know, adventure, it doesn't necessarily mean it's dangerous. It just means it's life-giving. Years and years ago, Shelby got me to take her to an opera. I'm not ever going back, but I went, right? You know, I'd rather have a colonoscopy than go to another one. But the, the, but the deal is... The deal is, is that it injected some adventure. You know, the problem with a lot of us is we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Senior President Bush, what is he, like 90 now? Every year on his birthday, he dives out of an airplane to pull the ripcord. Every, at 90. You know, why? Because it gets some stuff pumping in his system that probably hasn't been pumping in a while. 
He jumps out of an airplane, and he probably don't even care if the chute opens. He's just jumping out just to get some stuff going again. When was the last time you did something that added adventure to your life? You could use some adventure. I read about a man who, who, who lived for over 50 years at the same house. 50 years in the same house, and he never traveled more than 25 miles away from home. And then one day, he just up and sold the house, and he moved next door. <laughs> Serious, moved, moved next door, 50 years. And, and, and local reporters came out and interviewed him and asked him, you know, what's the deal? Why'd you leave that house, sell it, and move into this one? And his response was, well, I guess it's just the gypsy spirit in me. Well, some of us could use a little bit more gypsy spirit than moving just next door. It's time to get some adventure in your life. Hello, somebody. Number two, when instead of relationships with God, you build routine. What, what creates a rut in life? When, when you haven't built a relationship, you've built a routine. You're just going through the same motions. Church life, it's just a weekly step if you have time for it. And you just, you know, you walk in, you stand up, you sit down, you clap hands, you drop money, you stand up, and you walk out. And it's just a routine you go through, and it ends up being a rut. It's a routine. And, and you think, well, there's activity in my life. Well, activity cannot be confused with accomplishment. You're not growing, you're not stretching, you're, you're not increasing, you're just going through the routine. And, and because you're in motion, that can't be equated to direction. See, we have, to, we have to be people who are seeking direction from God and then applying that instruction to our life so that we can get to a place currently that we're not. If you're seeing the same scenery all the time, you ain't going nowhere. And so really, we ought to be people who are seeking direction from God so that we can see things that we haven't seen before. Come on. I'm not, I'm not talking about geographical movement. I'm talking about in your spiritual walk that you begin to see what you haven't seen before, that you begin to see things in your spouse you've never seen before, that you begin to recognize things in your kids and things in your coworkers. You begin to see things in others around you. You begin to see things and have been there the whole time. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. And, and we got to be a people that are looking for something, man. We're searching it out. Why? Because there's hidden treasures in those secret places, right? So we have, we have an attitude. Man, I don't want to just go through a routine. I don't want to just have a, a rut. I want the relationship with God that he offers me. So i got to be looking for things I have not yet seen. Amen. Number three, an unwillingness to change. What will keep you in a rut? An unwillingness to change. Change is like one of the major ingredients of Christianity. Without change, the gospel is meaningless. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As to, to as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become to become the sons of God. To as many as received him, to them gave... He, he, to them gave he the power to become. He gave you power to become something. Oh, I feel like you're not hearing me. Have, how many have received Christ? Then he's given you power for change. He's given you power. See, I can't change you, but God can. 
I'm telling you, God can change you. If you will receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, it has the power to change the way you think, which will change the way you feel, which will change the choices you make, which will change the actions that you perform, which will change the habits that you create, which will change the, the character that you possess, which will change the result that you experience. God wants to change your life. Man, don't, don't be satisfied that, well, someday if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. That's, that's nice. But let's do something with this life while we've got it. Hello, somebody. We've got to, we've got to be embracing change. It, you know, it's dunamis. It, the power to become. The power. The, it's transformational power. If you're not changing, you're dead. We just haven't buried you yet. You know, and look around your stuff and, and, and see, if, see if you're actually prepared for change. I got to tell you guys something. Eight tracks, they're not coming back. So, you know, if you've got stacks and stacks of them, man, it's time to move on. It's time to get something different going on in your life. And, and people, change is hard. People get all fuzzed up with change. I mean, people come in and, if, and somebody's sitting in their chair, they're freaked out. Oh, my God. I, 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 I can't believe they're in my chair. Believe it. And get over it. You know, you're all fuzzed up and in the back and, 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 and cursing people under your breath. You're at church. You can handle some change. You, you know, what's going to happen if they change the service time? Oh, my God. You, well, what are you committed to? A chair? You committed to a service time? You committed to God and to his house? What's the commitment? Where's your commitment at? You got to be prepared for change. Hello, somebody. You know, think about it. Music changes. Well, yeah, and we don't like it. It's, we're not doing this for us. Hello, somebody. Music, by the way, is just a vehicle to carry truth. Well, it's too loud. Well, for a buck, you can get earplugs. And we'll send somebody for you, okay? Well, it's too dark when I come in. Show up on time while the lights are up. And just say it, you know. I have more time tonight. So, you know. So, so, so you just gotta, you just gotta deal with it. Remember, remember the guy that was stranded for three or four years on a, on an island. The rescuer showed up, and and, and uh, uh, when they're getting ready to to take him off the island, they notice that he's built three. I mean, better than huts, really. They were beautiful cabins, and they, and they told him, look, we we know that you'd like to get off this island, but dude, you, you know can we look around for a minute? And he said, sure, I'll give you a tour. And he, he took him into the first cabin that he had built, and, and, and it was amazing what he had done with the materials that were there. And he built himself a really nice house. Yep, this is my place. And, and he showed him the different rooms and how he lived there. Then he, he said, but come with me. I'll show you one of my favorite places. And he took him down the trail to the, to the second little cabin that he had built, and he said, this is my church. And he had made it nice. I mean, it, it was beautiful. He made it nice. And then he, he, he kind of acted like he was ready to go, and he had kind of ignored that third cabin. And finally, one of the rescuers asked him, well, okay, this was your house, and this was your church, but, but at least tell us, what was, that, what was that third cabin? And he goes, that's the church I used to go to. <laughs> I just like that joke. Change is a process. It's not an event. But change ignites life. Just, just little changes. Just breaking the routines. That's why we wanted the group to be here to sing, so we could say, who are they? We don't know. We just change things up, you know. We're just trying something fresh. We're just throwing something in the mix. You, you know, it's, it's funny how many people were amazed by how many people were healed last weekend. No, that's easy. God's a healer. We just let him heal. 
but the, but the thing that was life-giving, though, is that it wasn't expected. You know, it's different. It's outside the box. And, and the reality is, is that you need to get that in every area of your life. You need that in your marriage. Hello? Come on. You need that in your marriage. Some of you guys need to put a water slide in the, in the bedroom or something. Come on. Get, get, just get ready. You know, get a, little, get a little spicy. You know, go for some Dijon mustard this time or something. Do something. Shelby's like, move on. Okay, number four. What can create a rut? Resistance to learning new things. How open to learning new things are you? Proverbs 18, 15 in the Living Bible. The intelligent man is always open to new ideas. In fact, he looks for them. The intelligent man is always open to new ideas. In fact, he looks for them. How about you? Are you looking for some fresh ideas? You know, what do you do for a living? Are, are you searching new ways to accomplish it? You know, you're in sales. Are you trying out social media? What, I mean, what are you doing in your life to, for fresh ideas? I mean, some of you guys can't even text yet. Come on, trade in the, the, the flip phone and, and get a phone that you can use your thumbs on. Well, I don't need that. It'll keep you out of dementia. It'll help you. And, and just, just, start, just start growing. Keep your brain fresh. It costs to grow, but it, not nearly what it costs not to. Hello, somebody. You know, uh, 69 bucks for a marriage seminar versus alimony. Pay the 69, okay? <laughs> Financial Peace University, 100 bucks or something to go to the class. Or thousands of dollars in debt. You, you know, don't, don't resist learning new things. Number five, another cause for ruts, premature success. Premature success. Israel was in the wilderness. They were out of Egypt. That's good. But they weren't in the promised land. And, they, and, and remember, he, he, they were settling for something. And he comes in, he says, remember when we were at Mount Horeb? God said, you've dwelt here long enough. You've been around this mountain long enough. He was referring to something God had said to them 40 years earlier. He didn't just say that. When we were back there, God said, you've dwelt here long enough but we're not where he was sending us yet. I hope you see this. They're not in Egypt. Awesome. You know, you're not a sinner anymore. And I know what some of you are thinking, well, I still sin. Yeah, Christians can sin, okay? There's a difference between being a sinner and sinning. We have it online. Get the messages and learn this stuff. Because you can sin. Listen, all of us have a few little issues in our life that we're working on. Look at somebody and say, oh, oh, he's talking about you again. Okay. The deal is, the deal is, is that, you know, okay, you're, 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 you're no longer a sinner, but now uh, you're saved. Great. But now move yourself. Shit. Shift into not living like you're saved, but now live like you're called. You grow, grow, stretch, and, and, and don't settle for premature success. Amen? 
Remember when we started the church, some of the guys were around the whole time. We, you know, we, we started, I was thinking about it earlier, we started, we were meeting in basements and living rooms. And then we found a Hispanic church that we rented on Saturday nights. And then we found a storefront, and we moved to the storefront on Clearwater. And then we found this property, and we believed God for this, and we walked around it and prayed by faith, and now we're here. But we're not done yet. There's still much land. There's so much land to possess. You, you know, and it's true in every area of your life. Don't settle for this premature success. I'm happy that you're not where you used to be, but you are definitely not where God has called you to be. Hello, somebody. Be thankful, be grateful, but get moving. That's a great place for an amen. Number six, settling into a comfort zone. How do I create a rut? Settle into a comfort zone. Get these familiar faces and familiar places. Nothing's ever new. Hang around with the same people, do the same things in all the same places, and just get comfortable. The problem, though, is that the purpose and plan of God is never accomplished within your comfort zone. The miraculous doesn't happen in a comfortable place. You've got to get outside of that box. You've got to, you've got to get yourself to the place that God wants you and, and taking others with you and embracing it. Hello, somebody. Okay, so if we're in a rut, what do we do? How do we break the rut? Well, number one, okay, now I'm going to tell you how to break the rut. You ready? How to break the rut, because how many of you know a bunch of us need to be breaking some ruts? Okay, need to get broke, need to have those routines broken off of our life. Number one, how do I do it? Embrace diverse activities. Get some diversity going in your life. It's simple. Change the music you're listening to. Go to a different kind of a concert. Go look at some art. Try exercise. Take up fishing. Go golfing. Take your wife shopping at a new store. I thought the ladies right there would have went, amen. Get something different going. Make some changes in your life and embrace it. Number two, change your thinking. And I'm going to be very specific here. In relation to sacred versus secular. This is sacred. This is secular. Let's eradicate that thought process. Let, let's, let's get rid of the difference. Because you know what? Uh, uh, you're just as holy on a Harley as you are on the front row. You, you got to quit living out of a chest of drawers. You know, you got your drawer for God life. You got your drawer for home life. You got your drawer for the work life. You got your drawer for when you're at the gym. Knock that off. You, you know, this, these routine things, and, and, and that, that's what you've done with, with this Christianity thing. No, man, you, you're a born-again believer everywhere you go. And no matter what you're doing, it's not secular or, you know, hello, somebody. We, we got to break this mindset, and we got to realize that, you know what, it's time to recognize that God's not just God on the weekends. Hmm? Uh, you know, you have God-given skills, and when you're at work, you're using those God-given skills, and it's, yeah, it's producing for your family, but I really believe that God has preordained the place that you're at, and he needs to be able to work through you there. Hello? Number three, okay, so one, we're embracing some different activities. Number two, we're changing that thinking regarding secular versus sacred. Number three, this is going to blow your mind, enjoy life. Have some fun. You know, we, we really believe that faith, F-A-I-T-H, F, find your strength. A, act like a believer. I, increase your praise. T, talk life. H, have some fun. 
Have some fun. John 10, 10 in the Amplified. He said, the thief came to kill, to steal, and destroy. I came that you might have and enjoy life. Have it in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. Have and enjoy life. Have and enjoy life. Have and enjoy life. Now, check it out. To miss the mark, is that not called sin? So if someone's enjoying life, that's not a sin. The sin is if you're not. If you don't enjoy your life, quit living a life of sin and begin to enjoy the life that God's given you. Don't be religious. It makes you legalistic, and then you become very unfriendly. Enjoy your Christian life. Matter of fact, after church, grab somebody and go to a movie. Go get some sushi or something. Yuck. Okay. Uh, walk up badger. Uh, you know, break the routine. Do something. Okay, where am I? Number four. Uh, break into uncharted territory with God. We're, we're trying to break ruts. Break the routine. Well, do something different in your relationship with God. Some of you have never experienced praying in tongues. Go home and do it. It's a gift. It's not a merit badge. It's a gift. And it'll change your life. It's not going to hurt you. Well, it freaks me out. You could use a little freaking out. You could use a little bit of power. Do you, do you break into some uncharted territory in your life. Try to lay hands on one of your family members and, and pray for them. You know, wouldn't it be crazy if God healed them while you pray? You know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nuts if, if, if you just started doing some spiritual activity you haven't done before? Read, make, make a decision. I'm going to read through the Bible in the next year. That's so hard. It's four chapters a day. You know, just get outside your box and, and break in, uh, you know, into some new ground with God. Develop a prayer life. Pray for people. Pray for people. Which, by the way, doesn't take an hour. You know, sometimes I watch people as they're praying for other people. Sometimes at the altar, you need to have mercy on people. Yes, you, you pray way too long. Um, well, serious, uh, you know, it's, it's nuts. Well, I can pray for 50 people in just a few minutes, you know, and be free, be free, be free. And you look over there, and there's some guy that's got somebody else in a headlock for half an hour. And, he's, you know, there, there's a difference between, uh, you know, praying for somebody and, and, and uh, interceding. Interceding is not at the altar, you know, with somebody else. It's in a, in a room for somebody else. And, you know, just, just pray a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, that sounds really good. Man, some of you guys pray way too long. Because, you know, it's easy to shift into whining and call it prayer. Have, have you ever been at one of them places and the prayer just went to go on? You know, I hate these long prayers over meals. That, you know, I want to eat. You know, God, thank you for the food and the money to pay for it. Amen. Some of you guys, you can, menopause is faster than some of your prayers. I'll tell you. <laughs> Just uh, spiritual newness, okay? Um, Got to keep, gotta keep rolling. Try to, go on a fast. You know, if you miss the fast at the beginning of the year, go on one now. Dude, it'll do something for you. This last fast, I felt like a trained Labrador when we were done. I could smell a Snickers bar. There it went. It was nuts. Uh, okay, number, number five got a couple more and they're good ones uh don't link money to your diverse activities you can you can tell that as i as i was praying and going back through this i thought i, I shouldn't mention this 
Because a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm, to break this rut, I've got to do something different, but I can't, I can't afford anything new. Yeah, you can. They don't even charge at Badger. You can go climb Badger for free. And then you can take friends with you. And go up Badger a few times, get, get yourself acclimated, then take your friend, and then ask them questions all the way up. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, do, you can't afford a trip to Disney. How about Silverwood? You can't afford Silverwood. How about the fair? The fair is a ripoff. Don't go to the fair. Uh, <laughs> Just get creative. You know, it, you, know you can't afford a, a, a motel out of town, then go camping in your backyard. You know, uh, have a barbecue and invite some friends. Well, our place isn't nice enough. Do it on the patio here at the church. Hello, somebody. Don't link money to your activities, but just make, just make it fun. Amen? Just make it fun. And, 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 the, and the deal is number six, uh, Cultivate a broad range of relationships. Proverbs 18, 24, he who wants friends got to show himself friendly. Okay? You got to show yourself friendly. If you, you got to, you know, show yourself friendly. Uh, and, and understand something about friendship. Friendship isn't one-sided. You know, people don't care about me. Well, who you been caring about? You know, don't get in it to see what you can get. Get in it to see what you can give. You know, you can handle a bunch of these with one simple act. Get in a grow group. Come on, men, sign up for the fight club. Well, I, I, I don't have time. For what? I'm going to read my Bible. Yeah, well, there's assignments in fight club. Yeah, but it's stuff that we're supposed to be doing anyways. It's too easy. You know, the, the deal is, is that if you don't have time or you're not signing up, let me tell you why. You're selfish. And you got, you got to get beyond you. Why? Because God needs to get you someplace. Where you are is settling, okay? But God wants to get you someplace. So, and, and the deal is, is that he's, he's bringing people, he's bringing relationships all around us that, that, that can help us, that can make us better, and you can make them better, but not from afar. So, so you, you just got to get open, and you just got to say, you know what? I'm getting out of this routine. I'm going to break this rut. I'm going to enjoy revival. I'm going to let God refresh me. I'm going to let God renew me. I'm going I'm I'm to empower him to empower me. By getting out of this rut. Because if I don't get out of the rut, I can't be believing God for anything different. There's nothing fresh right here where I've always been. Say, I love Pastor Tom. I feel so much better. Thank you for just a moment. Let's just close our book and bow our head for just a moment. I just want to pray with you. Some of us have lived in a rut and it's been all about us. Instead of running to God, we've been running from him. Instead of getting life, we've been getting away from life. And now life has gotten away from us. I want to invite you tonight to pray this prayer with us. Maybe, maybe you've never had a season in life where, where you just literally walked with God. Maybe you've had it, but you've wandered away. Whatever the case, make this prayer your prayer. We're not going to call you out, not going to embarrass you, but if you're here tonight and you know it's time to, to just launch into a fresh walk with God, I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. While no one's looking around, if it's you, would you just hold your hand up so I can agree with you? Thank you, sis. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
It's awesome. Anybody else real quick? Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Just, just wave at me for a minute. Say, Pastor Tom, it's time for me to get this thing going with God. I need to get real with God so God can get real with me. I'm ready for something fresh. I'm tired of the rut. I'm tired of the routine. It's awesome. Well, everybody in this place, pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand.